The wait is over. Over. Tell everyone you know. This is the key to your weekend. You're listening to Three Grams and a Mic podcast live from Australia. A new perspective on professional sports with your hosts, Cal, Axel, and Cotto. Click listen and enjoy. Good afternoon, I'm Graham Cotton and welcome to the Three Grahams and a Mic podcast. I'm joined by co-hosts Graham Kelly and Graham Foley. Welcome, gentlemen. Good afternoon, Graham. Hello. Good afternoon, cool. Graham. <laughs> How are we, guys? We're good. So, Rugby League, breaking news coming out that Wayne Bennett just confirmed devastating news for all those Souths fans. Latrell Mitchell is out for the rest of the season. Busted hammy. Mm. Tore off the... They say it was tore off the... Yeah, tore the tendon off the bone. Yeah, tore the tendon off the bone. What effect's that going to have on their... Look at Alex Johnson coming back, but I'd say they'll probably be out in the first couple of rounds. Yeah. They'll make the finals. Johnson's a pretty handy replacement. Yeah, he's he's been in great form. Yeah. I think Melbourne will look at him for Josh Adokar. Yeah, Mm. so that's a pretty good replacement. He's only 25. That's how Adokar... Yeah, yeah, but he's he's been playing since he was 18, I think, top grade. Well, they've probably been playing longer than that even. Yeah. (laughs) But he's NRL, possibly 18, yeah. Um. Other news in rugby league, Jack DeBellin, uh, his sexual assault trial um, will proceed after he lost a legal challenge during the week. So this young fella, uh, the best part of two seasons spent on the sidelines. Um, he's up for an aggravated sexual assault with another another individual. Another guy, his friend, I think, is involved in that case. And... You know, the issue is, um, you know, he's one of the first no-fault stand-down yeah. policy. He's the only decisions. one, isn't he? Oh, no, no, you've well, got the, a couple, the guy from Manly. Um, yeah, who was knife somebody. Yeah, um, at a church do. Yeah, at least. Yeah. A hooker. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So did he try and get this thrown out? Is that... Oh, I, yeah, yeah, basically... The, the, to say there's not enough evidence yep, for yep, this to proceed, yep. but okay. and I mean, as of November a, one, the committal hearing they call it, where mm. where you, the judge says yes, there's enough, yep. or or does uh, it go in front of a jury? Pardon? That can even be the decision that they're making. You know, I, I think that? I think it's more about whether it proceeds or not. Oh, the okay. jury or no jury trials. I think that's at Probably the option just... of the defendant. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. He's off contract the end of uh, as of November one, so he'll be without income as well. So, Saints want for the young boy. Saints want to keep him in the bubble. Yeah, right. Because sure. they reckon he's been really positive around the yeah. playing group. He'd be wanting that trial over before November one if he could. I would think. Yeah, yeah. What do you What do you think of the no no fault? I, I think it's all? in this case. I think it's right. Where's the line? Uh, and they put the line as. The severity of the cases. So, if you face in his case potential long term jail, there is a I can't remember what it's called now. But if you face long term penalties, then you are in that that area no fault policy. Whereas if you only get minor indiscretions like Latrell Mitchell's, for example, yeah, then you don't face yeah. that. Yeah. So, how many years in jail do you have to be facing? Do you know? I think it's five. Okay. Yeah. So it's fair. It's a fair. Fair penalty, and he's up yeah. for, I think the maximum for him is 12 years. Well, I'd hope it's more than that, mm. if it's sexual assault. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying, not trying not to say guilty, guilty or, yeah, or yeah. innocent, 
Yeah. But I'd hope it's more than 12 years. If so West Tigers number six was ex-Bulldog, Josh, uh, Josh uh, Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah. Was, there was, was obviously not enough evidence in that case that there was assault or... He was stood no. down as well. It was he was in that. He was also he was. in that no-fault policy. But they investigated and found that she'd made it all up. Didn't, yeah, did, okay. she, she ended up on charges. Yeah, for fraud, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Anthony Seabold, if you haven't heard, uh, resigned during the week from the Brisbane Broncos as coach. Uh, sounds like it's mutual, but was even right up to the last minute was um, a fair bit of negotiation going on uh, as to the payout. Oh, he, he, I'm surprised Seabold didn't do a Wayne Bennett. Sandy you Diggs. remember, yeah, ben Bennett last mm. year. Yep. Dug his heels in. Dug his heels in and made the Broncos sack him. And he was negotiating with South players. And, yeah. um, I think the only thing with Bennett, he had a, a lot of years under his belt in first grade, where Seabold, not so long. No, nah, but he had a contract that was worth mm. another $3.2 mm-hmm. to him. Yeah. I reckon they would have went halfway. I reckon. They, they would have had to get yeah, to one, one and a half, one two million. Six. But if you're Seabold and say, no, I'm coaching. I'll yeah. be here. Yeah, it's three point two. I don't think mentally he could have handled it much longer. Oh, I'd agree with that. That was the that was the problem in the end. Uh, and he's also talking about uh, taking legal action against uh, those that um, attacked him on social media. So papers are reporting today that he's handed some names to the NRL. Yeah, one prominent, uh, well-known figure allegedly uh, sought legal advice about protecting their identity in a public domain in case. Their name comes out, so somebody must know that they said something mm. uh, for them to take that action. So that's interesting. Uh, What's that space? Who is it, Cotto? <laughs> Come on! <laughs> I, I can honestly say I don't know. This week, my the man has got every yeah. sauce. Tomato no, no, no. barbecue. He's got the sauce. <laughs> no, I've got no idea, but I, I wish I did. I've been trying to find out. Um. Football-wise, Lionel Messi uh, is rumoured to be heading to Manchester City for about 100 million euros. Plus, um, I think there's players going back, which he, is he Silva, G- Jesus, Garcia, and Garcia, for, all for Messi. He did a Pengai Junior, didn't he? So, yeah. And rang the coach and said, will you take me? <laughs> yeah, pretty uh, much, yeah. The Guardian I, claims the City are convinced that they're a real chance of signing the... Superstar. It'd be interesting to see him in the EPL, though. Yeah, at West Ham, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to do something to turn their fortunes around. Uh, AFL-wise, uh, we had Richmond defeat um, West Coast and break their eight-match winning streak uh, on the Gold Coast during the week. Yeah. And then Bombers stunned uh, Hawthorne in Joe Danaher's comeback. He's been off for a number of weeks, months. And, um, yeah, he might be just getting primed to go to the Swans. I reckon Kel can elaborate on that game a little bit. Yeah, can bit. you Did talk you to us about how Hawthorne Kel? went, mate? Well, I think they were, it must have been at least six goals up at half time. They were. Yep. And I, I'd, I'd videoed it because I was coaching the young fella soccer team and it was on at that common 4.40 on a Thursday time slot. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd videoed the, the game. I thought I'll watch it later. At, um, Actually, they led by five, uh, seven, ten to two, four at half time. Yeah, yeah. It was, if, we, if we kick straight, we win the game because they're, we're too far gone. But anyway, my daughter turns on the TV. 
and I see the half-time score, and I think, oh, great. So the only bit of the game I watched was the second half. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of live streaming? You might go back and watch the beginning. I did. So it, yeah, it was an interesting one. You think, oh, how has the team dropped off so badly? And it was if, if they did drop off really badly because the, the pressure rating, I think, on the on the telly, where they, they bring up how mm. much pressure a team's got, it was as far on the left as you could have, have it yeah, possible. And how could they go from so well in one half and so badly in the second half and actually Essendon, the complete opposite, flipped oh, the switch. It was, in, it was interesting because all the Hawthorne scores in that first half come from turnover. So once Essendon fixed that, we couldn't win a clearance to save our life. Yep. So we couldn't get our hands on the ball. Um, and, you you know, when you're chasing the ball, it takes a lot more out of you than when you got it. Yep. So And even last night's game, the, the Bulldogs and the Cats was mm. nearly... Mirror image. Yeah, but, same, same you know, thing. Cats were, were just not in it in the first half. Yeah, I couldn't believe they, they won. Yeah. And what about the Gold Coast Titans? They beat the the um, Dragons the same sort of way. Same they'll way. down, come back. Yeah, yeah so two tries in the last five minutes. Yeah. yeah. So is, while we're back to the AFL, while we're on it, we're looking at the table here up on the big screen. Um, we've got Essendon, Melbourne, Carlton and GWS on the, on the fringe of the eight with a couple of them uh, with games in hand, in particular... Melbourne, Carlton, and GWS. GWS are playing now. Um, who do you think is going to make the eight, boys? Uh, I'm not quite sure of the run in, but um, I see both of those teams, of, uh, as in Bulldogs and, and Essendon, have got West Coast. Now, West Coast didn't perform very well at all. No, interesting um, that they had eight in a row, but they were all at home. They were all at home. So they've started oh, on the, the road season. now, perhaps? Back in Brisbane, that's where they played Richmond. Uh, started right. the season, they had... Four or five games, and they were well, they might have won ordinary. one of those. They were, they were very ordinary. Yeah. Yeah. They've won all the ones at home, and now they lose their first game in a state since since they were over in Perth. And yeah, so that'll be interesting because those games, you know, they're potentially winnable now by the the Bulldogs and and Essendon if West Coast can't turn it around. So mm. Collingwood, uh, you know, I hope they don't make it. <laughs> well, <laughs> Collingwood's right. Oh, no, you really say what you think. <laughs> Collingwood's running is Carlton, Brisbane. Well, there's a win. Gold Coast and Port. Yeah, okay, it's a tough run. So you got and Gold Coast Gold, at home too. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, so that's a tough run with the injuries they've got too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Bulldogs. Uh, yeah, there's. They've already played fourteen games, so they've only got three games left. Whereas, like you said before, you've got Melbourne, Carlton, Giants. You know, if you looked at the teams outside of the eight. Giants have got the list. There's no two ways about it. It's whether they can turn it on. They've been too inconsistent. Mm. Carlton's probably been more consistent. Melbourne's been very inconsistent. They Look can. They're four and against though. 112. That's I was yeah. Gonna, I was that's gonna pretty say, high. But percentage often gives you a fair guide, I reckon. Yep. Um. And Essendon, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Compared to theirs, eighty nine. Yeah. I, I reckon that, that about difference. sums Essendon up. Yeah. Um, Their forms, but the win against Hawthorne, against the Hawks, uh, hasn't been that flash. Three losses and a draw before that. Yeah. So, so. It, it's it's not often that you have teams. You know, normally the eight's pretty settled with mm. three or four games to go. There's actually definitely the last last yeah. two there is question marks. So. The, the Bulldogs run home though. West Coast up in Brisbane. Yep. The Hawks and Freo. Yeah, okay. So they potentially win 
Should win three, depending so on... So St Kilda overachieved so far? Uh, they're a good side. I, I, but would really you have said that at the start of this year? Uh, probably not. Yeah. But they've recruited really well. I was going to say, yeah. I reckon they've, they've they feel like a season in front of yep. where they it's where interesting, you would have expected like, them. With all the bubble stuff, you know, if you had a new recruits come in, you get that chance to really bond a lot closer than yep. they, if you're always on the road or travelling and backwards and forwards. And you're at home, you go to your own house, you don't get to spend as much time yep. together. Yep. No, um, it's um, it's, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks. And who, if we did a rough tip, we'll do this later in the week, uh, later in these next couple of weeks, but who do you fancy pre- right now? Who's your Premier? Well, probably the Tigers, I reckon. They're... they're they're going to be building up come September as much again. as I hate to say. <laughs> I think the other cats. Yeah, Geelong. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. I think Paul Adelaide have been very consistent all year. I wouldn't be surprised they win. If they Especially let, the grand finals at Adelaide. If they let Hawthorne get within 10 points when we didn't get a free kick in the second half, <laughs> order in strife. I would say it's the cats' last tilt this year. Yeah. yeah the flag. Yeah. They've yeah. kept that group together for so long now, and I've just. You know, I'd like to see their age, um, average age in that group because it's definitely up there. I yeah, suggest it's Ablett's last year. Ablett, Taylor, Selwood. Yep. All right, let's just make a quick bold prediction. Who's going to be set in the eight? Who's going to make the eight? Let's go that way. Port Adelaide, Geelong, Brisbane, Richmond, they're all in? Yep. West Coast? Yep. Right. Now who's going to miss out? Uh, well, I think Saints are in too. I yeah, think the top, the top top six, six are, are locked away. Well set. I think so Collingwood drop out. Yep. Uh, yeah, potentially Melbourne, although I don't know what their run-ins like. I'd I'd probably put Melbourne in. Mm-hmm. You want to say Carlton? I want to say Carlton. <laughs> they, they've got a few games at their belt, so you never know. They might need all the help. Tomorrow's tomorrow's game's key. They need to beat Collingwood. Yeah, I think if Collingwood uh, win tomorrow, that might give them a yep. a the, boost for the rest. The of The game they've got next week's pretty key too. Who is it? GWS. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. So the, the so balls in their, the their court, you play, really, which is what you yeah. want. Yeah. And then, then you've got the, the Swans and Adelaide, which, if you're going to make the eight, should be wins. Got to beat them. Yep. Yep. And uh, Brisbane for the last one. Yeah, so put Carlton in my eight. <laughs> <laughs> no surprises there. What about you, Kel? Who do you think? Top right, six? I, I, yeah, top six as they are. I reckon... I reckon... I reckon Melbourne and Carlton. Mm. Kel and I have agreed. Yeah, well, I noticed. Where are Hawthorne coming? Uh, just scroll down a bit. Scroll down. Can you go any bit <laughs> further? Oh, wow, yeah. they're down there. We've got to get our percentage down. <laughs> You're after draft picks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very good. I'm happy to see them in the bottom four. Just to point out well, they're coming 15th, perhaps even lower Rem- after next week. Remind me, who's the only team to have won a premiership in every decade since 1960? <laughs> <laughs> I won't have to remind you, you already know. Um, so we're up to the topic of the week, guys. We were going to talk about grassroots and um, and the effect of COVID on them, but I thought with all the stuff that's going on this week around the Broncos, we just could not look at what's caused the Brisbane Broncos fall from grace. So I think there's a few areas to focus on, uh, you know, whether it's management, leadership, some sort of cultural issue, talent, lack of experience, player revolts, coaching and support staff, um, you know, an outsider being appointed as coach. Uh, is it financial? Is there you know, stuff going on behind the scenes we're not aware of? But we try to delve into as much as we can without um, 
you know, really knowing full we're not in the in the bubble, so to speak. Oh, excellent. The Broncos bubble. Oh, yeah. oh, oh you're in it? Oh, no. <laughs> no, excellent. Oh, I'm just gonna, oh, oh, yeah. I am. All I'm right. just going to sit back and listen to this oh, because oh, you guys are all over it. We've done some all research, but we, we will say all of this is grabbed mainly from the internet and, and none of it is... Um, Truly, it's all true. There may be a bit true. of loose. Uh, we're not slandering anyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you hear anyone's names, just ignore them. <laughs> um, so who are the Broncos? The Broncos are the only publicly listed uh, NRL club. They're the parent company of the. Um, uh, sorry, the parent company of the Broncos is the major shareholder, News Corp, um, through their subsidiary, Nationwide News Proprietary Limited. They own sixty-eight. Point eight seven percent, um, and what else? Uh, the other there's twenty percent held by. Ah uh, yes, by Phil Murphy. Correct. Um, a Who is Phil Murphy? Businessman, a property developer. Okay, in same way. Um, he um he he's done a sorry. few other things with sport. He was the guy who who was a the Aussie boxer that the heavyweight. Joe Bugner. Well, no, Lafayette. Laf, um, not Lafayette. Um, Solomon Romano. <laughs> I don't know why I come in Paul here Gallen. every week talking to you blokes. He was a boxer. No, He's a good um, boxer too. Did he fight for a world top? He fought Klitschko for just yeah yeah, yeah, yeah not, not long ago. Yeah, he was behind that apparently. Yeah, oh, right. okay. yeah. So while we're on the boxing, just quickly, we shouldn't mention Tim Zhu's fight. Mm. What a, it was a good fight. You know, Very You guys watched it? I watched it. Seen the about highlights. past 11, watched it. It was a surprise, to be honest. Oh, that, he, he that, dominated the whole thing. Yeah, to, to see Horn, who'd been 12 rounds in his you know, previous few fights, and um, yeah, for him a, to... a job on uh, Zarafa last time. Yeah. yeah. But he's no, lost three out of his last fights, Jeff Horn. Yeah. And they're saying he's damaged now. He just can't fight anymore. Yeah, that's three out of... His last five fights. Yeah. So he... he must have copped some real good body shots, I yeah. think. Oh, he got it. Yeah, he got him early, but he he, he came running in and and Zoo, mate. He honestly he just looked at him and he thought it was his dad. Yeah. He was. He just stood there. He's got perfect posture and stance. He's not flustered by anything. Yeah. And this guy's throwing coming out early, just throwing punches. Horn was. Yeah. He just took it all and then he just went, yeah, you yeah, know, jab, jab, punch, punch, move, and just kept on doing it, and it, and it frustrated him. And then he just started when he realised that Horn was starting to run out of steam. And he ran out early, like two, two rounds in. He was starting to run out of steam already. That's what yeah. I yeah. read the commentary, and Jeff Fennick said he's cooked. This yeah. was at the end of the second, yep. so which is amazing. Really, I know it was in Townsville, but I mean yeah. he lives in Brisbane, so he's used to. Yeah, I think he might have. He had a bit of a sore throat, and they were saying, "Oh, you might have took a punch to the throat," but he doesn't remember it. But maybe it's something else, maybe virus or something. But anyway, virus didn't matter. Tim like dominated. Him. He dominated. Him. <laughs> yeah, but one thing he's got a lot of. Traits of his old man, but I, the one thing he doesn't have is that that punch that when Costa yeah, Zoo was fighting, punch. you thought mm. he could kill someone with this. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's um, what he has to develop. There's no yeah. doubt to go to the next level for it's, sure. It's, it's but he's gone. I think it's he exciting. will get it. It's get it. for Australian boxing. They, they need it young too. He's yeah. only young, only 25, I think. Uh, yeah, back to the Broncos. The Broncos uh, have won six championships. One of those Super League. Last one was in 2006, so it's been a while, 15 years, give or take. Um, they've won four minor premierships, and um, I just want to talk about one, their shareholder, which we just mentioned. Phil Murphy made a comment. Um, it was reported by Roy Masters, and it said something along the lines of this: 
One could be forgiven for concluding that the board is reflective of what we have observed on the football field, inexperienced, unbalanced, lacking in depth and bringing about much bungling. I fail to see any great overall strengths of the board and complementary experience such as communication, marketing, strategy, property sponsorship, membership, education, HR or legal. And what concerns should shareholders have as the adequacy of the front office and back office when few of the non-executives would not know what questions to ask in loan Provide direction. So, just on that, you, you've on one of these pages here you've, that you've printed off. Carl Morris is the the chairman. Mm-hmm. Who's Carl Morris? Has he has he been out in the media at all? Carl, since yeah, all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's actually been quite supportive of SeaWorld. Right. Yeah, he's a he's a chairman of a one of the largest stockbroking firms in Australia. Both um both he and um. Paul White were very complimentary in the annual report 2019 last year of Seabold, which which is really interesting in that they've they've turned. Um, but why would they be? They appointed him to five years. I agree. And when he's underperforming, they don't want to take responsibility, so but, they say, "Oh no, he's great." But you got to remember too that that um, comment you just read out was from a 20% shareholder, mm. which normally in in most public companies. Would create all Massive sorts waves, of, yeah. because but the, not not when you've got a seventy percent shareholder cause <laughs> as well. Carl Morris is probably the most important person there as the chairman of the board, and if he's come out in support of Seabold, that's great. But this thing's been going on for how long? Months? Oh, all year. Basically. And they won their first two, then COVID hit. Yeah, and I think they've won one since. And you, you, you go back to the – and again, I go back to AFL because that's what I, what I most know more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the Essendon su- supplement scandal, which mm. was rocked that club badly. And Paul Little was at the yes, – he was on the front foot the whole time. Yep. He was out in the media. He, and he, he, he did a fantastic job at that. And that's what you'd expect of yeah. the chairman of the board mm. and what the Broncos would be hoping from Carl Morris, I, I would have thought. I is he doing that or not? No, nah, the decision was to cut Seabold at so therefore... Yeah. He no, but before that even. No, no, before Axel that. Saying before all that. I think uh, the CEO's done more talking than anybody. Yeah, yeah. which is generally more the way. Um, but my question is, are the Broncos in crisis? Oh, I think if they're not careful, they could be. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's financially... If the shareholder's coming oh, yeah. out and, and, and saying that... The, yeah, but that, that's, that's an interesting good. thing. With you, where you've got a, a public company, they're the only public company. Yeah, um, they've got about fifty million dollars in assets. Thirty nine. Yeah, yeah, the the market struggling. says they're worth thirty nine mil. Yeah. Um, net profit after tax, two million a year. Yeah. Um, but is that a shareholder seeing his share price go south and not being happy about it? Oh. Not, if he's a millionaire, it probably doesn't worry him too much. It's well, it's probably he, more he's a, he's why a, is he in there? He's a passionate. Well, he passion, is actually. That's, you read that's why he's in there. He actually wants to hand it all back to the fans. He'd like News Corp to sell too, and but that's the interesting thing with this News Corp owns seventy percent of it. News Corp have got the some of the most powerful corporate high flyers running around the world. So yeah. Yep. So I actually want to talk about that and Carl Morris to combine while we're onto that. So Roy Masters also reported in 2018 when um, Carl Morris first joined the board, he was brought in um, by News Corp as the majority owners. They get the ability to do this, right? Um, 
And they said, why would they bring a man who's lived in Sydney for two decades? And um, and the, the reason that he gave, one theory that he gave, was that keen, uh, news are keen to sell their 67%. And Carl Morris gives them the ability to, to find the best suitor or suitors. And um, because uh, you, you remember Lachlan Murdoch's now taken over, but he lives in the US. <coughs> so his interest in the sport's not there. Super League's now over. Mm-hmm. So they're moving on, perhaps. They reckon that's why... They never sold because they were Lachlan's team. Originally, yeah. Okay. So there you go. But um, you come back to other in crisis. This is diabolical. Yes, they're they're having their worst results on field, but it's in 2020. Everything's been turned upside down in 2020. True. Were they in crisis when they had to spear Ivan Henjak? No. Were they in crisis when they had to spear... Um, Anthony Griffin. Mm. I think no, they, the club wasn't in crisis. No, Paul White speared four coaches in his less than ten years, nearly ten years there. Mm. So, my question is: Is this a lot of overreaction? Yeah. I actually think there's more things. I think there's a lot of things wrong with the Broncos: um, mismanagement, cultural, but. I, think this thing's just been blown up. So if you look bigger. at their roster, is their roster strong enough to be in the top eight? They were last year, but they lost some players. And they've got some – the ones that the most experienced players are really not performing and should re- and one should retire, and Darius Boyd. Um, he, he was terrible. Milford, last Anthony night. Milford, hasn't been good since he played for Canberra. He's been on a million dollars every year. Sounds who's, like they're who's really – Who signed him? I don't know, Wayne Bennett. Correct. Sounds like they're really experienced guys are the ones actually letting them down. They've got a good group of kids and I they agree. need some direction, on-field leadership, and they're not getting that from their seasoned, seasoned guys. Start of the year, a lot of people had them in the top four. I did. I thought they were oh, top eight, I thought. Yep. They, they were universally recognised as having the best young pack in the league. Yeah, so let's just go through that real quick. So you've got Payne Haas. He's only 20. Fafida. David Fafida, and they had Pengai, and uh, they had... Off um, Often, Yeah, he's more of a bench Matt player. Matt Lodge. Matt Lodge was the front rower. Um, they had At Turpin. The issue is around the hooker spot. Well, their spine, basically. Their spine is their issue. One, Boyd. Yeah. Six, Milford. Seven, Croft. Nine, Turpin. Yeah. Turpin will be a good player, but he's not, not Tur- experienced. Turpin will get there. Um, so what are the... Didn't... Didn't... Patches in a 58-12 loss where he looked good last night. Yeah, um, yeah, he did. They're, they're playing rosters. It's okay. I reckon yeah. the discipline of some of the players, Belton guys in Bali, drink driving yeah. offences. So that's culture. Not talking to um, the NRL when they're required to. Um, so one of the biggest <clears> problems they've got is that they're the only rugby league team in, in Brisbane. And that's... That puts a hell of a lot more pressure, right? a, lot, a lot more thing out in the, you know. So there's more to the Broncos, right? They dominate the, the Queensland landscape. They have good benefactors in the thoroughbreds. Kel, tell us about them. Well, just just go back a bit, as Axel was just saying. I reckon a lot of it starts with that being the only team in Brisbane, which is the second biggest league city in the world. Yeah. So what advantages does that give the Broncos? 
Well, look at Friday nights, every Friday night, TV yeah. games. Which is interesting. Or a Thursday. Full do- stadiums. They never play Saturdays or Sundays. Huge membership. Yep. Biggest, yep. biggest membership yep. in the in the league, 70% greater than second. Mm. 55% more than the next closest in crowd numbers. And I don't know if you guys have been to Lang Park, but yeah, their, it's great. their ticket 50, prices, yeah. but their ticket oh, prices yeah. reflect it too. Yep. So, so hence, they're, they're raking it in there. Hence the finances as well, that you were, yep. which you were talking about before. Healthy huge, bottom line. Huge marketing power in Brisbane. But they've taken a hit. They're, they're the natural... Place for any emerging talent in Queensland to gravitate to. Yeah, that's true. The, the they were. Yeah, yeah. So they're all going to they're all going to jump on the lines, are they or not? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they've got a great de- um, game development program as well. So they've got a big. Yeah, you know, they've capitalised on the fact that they had a string all over Queensland. Yep. And then they've got the thoroughbreds. Hmm. Which enlighten me, Kel. The thoroughbreds <coughs> um, is a name for. A, basically, a group of wealthy businessmen who provide advice and support to Brisbane players, according to Brett Reid in 2009, yep. Josh Massoud and James Phelps, same year, said it's believed that uh, it's a member paid, um, members pay an annual fee to be part of the clique and return inside uh, access at away trips and functions. Very secretive. Um, Peter Bedell article 2008 said there are only four people known to be members a mining magnate Ken Talbot chairman of outdoor furniture King Craig Davison Bronco shareholder John Geeney and Brisbane Markets Tony Joseph who went on to become a member of the board yep um, Davidson said the the group number is 20 odd and membership is on, on an invite basis only apparently again in a 2007 article Wayne Bennett is reputed to have power of veto of membership over the exclusive club. In the same article, Bruno Cullen, the then CEO, indicated that none of the thoroughbreds were sponsors of the club. So, without casting any aspersions, you can see how some people... <laughs> at the same time casting them. Some people might be perplexed by a relatively secret group that not anyone can join, membership potentially controlled by one person, quite a powerful person... Made up of some of Brisbane's wealthiest people who love the Broncos, but not one is a sponsor. So this goes sure. into the third so party agreement, though, because you can. Uh, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago with your Rooster Sombrero. You can actually do that. We now we've found out where the sombrero is. Yeah, it's in Brisbane. <laughs> Keep the sun off. You, you can. Yeah. So there's nothing illegal about that, as long as it's all declared. Yeah. In a court case in 2008. Ken Talbot, a thoroughbred member. We'll just interject here. Graham's got that many bits of paper here. We're, we're, yeah. we're, Have you done we're, any we're, we're very impressed. He's A and G are wondering what they're paying him for. But anyway, <laughs> we'll talk about that another day. <laughs> Made secret cash payments to Wayne Bennett as part of a financial arrangement said to total over a million bucks over ten years. Ooh. Stick that on top of Tavita Pengai's claim this week mm. that he's owed hundred grand a year from TPA's. Undisclosed to the NRL. So why wouldn't they have paid him that money if they had all these benefactors? Well, have have a few of them bumped across tougher times in these COVID. Mm. But he said over the last few years, not just this year. Do you think Wayne's still in charge of membership? Well, <laughs> see, it's interesting. Um, so the existence of them, and if 
Is that leading to cultural problems that we do it the Broncos way and this is the way and you keep quiet? We mm. have a few people who control this. They know what they're doing. Um, let's put, the, know, let's but put that comment into perspective, Axel. Is it possible that Wayne Bennett has such an influence still there? He left being sacked, remember? Yeah, not, just not, remind me what happened there. He was he, he they was moved on. They weren't performing, so yeah. there was a problem. No, they made no, the eight. No, they no, made no, the no. eight, though. Got beaten fifty-eight nil. No, nah, his contract ran till end of twenty nineteen. Yep, yep. He believed that. Um, well, apparently there was a handshake with Kevin Walters, but Bennett wanted Demetrio to be his natural successor, who'd been his yep. offsider for forever. And he's performing well at the moment too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Nothing we sell. Um, and then uh, the Broncos signed Seabold, and they must have signed him. Half, and this is mismanagement. They must have been talking to him during that 2018 year for for him to be signed yeah. at the end of it. Yeah. So he wasn't even through his first year of coaching. He won the Dallium Coach of the Year, but apparently he was very impressive in the presentations he did. Yeah, they they said he does a good PowerPoint. <laughs> um, but mm. so Bennett got the shits and did everything he could do to undermine it to piss the Broncos yep. off. Yep. So I they had to sack him. That. So he didn't didn't walk. So that's how it looked. Yeah. Certainly so, from the outside. So how much how much influence do the thoroughbreds have on the club itself? Well, you, you we do some know. reading. There were some articles back when Bennett come back that there were they were the thoroughbreds were a- agitating. To have Bennett brought back? It's been alleged by a number of people. Phil Gould was one that they're always backed by the thoroughbreds, and I don't think he was meaning legitimately, but that's just a, an assertion that I made from his comments. But the other thing is, um, I was just thinking as you're talking there, Kel, Wayne, Be- uh, Wayne Bennett and Darius Boyd played several clubs together. Absolutely. And it would be easy for him to white ant the team. Well, just, just think about. Why would he do that? Why didn't the coach, I should say. Yeah, but why would he do that? What, what's what well, benefit? If he does, what, does Wayne want to get back to Brisbane? Because that was going to be Darius... Or was he that pissed off? This was going to be Darius Boyd's last year. Yeah. So he would have wanted Wayne to be there for it. See it out together. Yeah, or, is, could, it, or is it just Wayne's ego? Oh. But <laughs> in, interesting... You want me to the, comment on that? The, talking, talking about this, and you're talking about the thoroughbreds and thoroughbreds agitating to get Wayne Bennett back. And um, back on the Brisbane Sombrero, um, we, we talked about those cash payments that Ken Talbot mm-hmm. made public in a Alleged. court case. Yep. Um, Brent Reid reported uh, 2009 that both Ben Hannett and Tony Carroll were employed by members of the Thoroughbreds at different stages. The argument there would be... Uh, why they were playing? Uh, I believe Carroll was after. Hannett must have been while he was playing because uh, that was prior to him going to Canterbury. So what's wrong with that though? The, that's there's nothing wrong with that. I wouldn't yeah, well, I mean, did the Roosters hire some of the players afterwards? Did oh, uh, they get Cooper Cronk a job with uh, Fox Sports? No way. No, he way. got that on his own merit. He <laughs> went. He went all the way from <laughs> Melbourne to Sydney just because he was in love with Tara Rushton, didn't he? <laughs> but <laughs> and the million dollar contract and and and. I'll tell you, <laughs> back on the Broncos. Oh, sorry, off the Roosters sombrero yeah. onto the Broncos yeah. sombrero. Hello. Um, 2014, 300,000, 298,000 goes missing from the Leagues Club, not right. known where. Mm. Reportedly paid back. The back Bron- to where? 
Oh, later. It was back to the lease. Like, yep. No action taken. The, this is from uh, an article. It was on um, SBS News, September 2018. The, uh, the Broncos, these are just excerpts. The Broncos were cleared, but Andrew or Andrew G refused to be interviewed during the NRL probe. He was the football mm. manager. I remember this was big news at the time. G quit the club four years ago with questions raised over almost 300,000 went missing from Broncos Leagues Club. Uh, 2014 Broncos League annual report said League Sub Director G used 298000 without approval for reasons they couldn't explain, but it was later repaid. It, it, was, it was alleged at the time it was something to do with third part of playing, uh, TPAs basically. Yeah, well, it's, that's not even a yeah. TPA, that's just <laughs> yeah. top and up. Underhand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a paper bag. Yeah. But Wayne Bennett had him in the coach's box. And this, uh, this goes to the sense of entitlement, I reckon. The after he left got. the club. Yeah, four mm. years later. Yep. Bennett couldn't see an issue with G attending a game when quizzed by the media after the finals loss. I don't tell the NRL who I'm bringing to a game. He's not a criminal. What's wrong with you guys? He was an alleged criminal. <laughs> well, he was. I mean, not, he, there were no charges against him. They couldn't, him, because uh, they couldn't pursue because he wasn't employed by the club anymore. Yeah, but... <laughs> Read that. Because oh, he, he was an ex-director. Read at the No, time. no, he was a, uh, he was he was a football a, manager. Yeah, he was a football manager. But you could also look at that and say, well, he's not a criminal because he never stole the money. No, he was meant to take, he was No, he was meant to take the money and give it to him. It's just that someone saw it, yeah. so it had to get paid back. So yeah, uh, at no point is Andrew G a criminal. No, true. The fact that he refused to talk to the NRL about yeah. what went on... That's right. ...says... <laughs> All right, you don't have to. Yes, you've been a very good player and so forth. We want to ask you some questions. You don't want to answer them. Don't come back, son. Yeah, I'm sure there's other clubs out there doing similar things, and it's only when they get caught. And there's been heaps of those Melbourne which, Bulldogs, which blah blah blah. Takes you around to the question I asked right back: Is there a crisis in Brisbane? It seems because like there's a cultural thing there. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 the problem. But uh, it is. But as Cotto says, rugby leagues. Been great at having cultural problems yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and we, like I said, I think it's because they're a they're a one horse town um, that that pardon the pun blows it, blows <laughs> it up. <laughs> one thoroughbred <laughs> town, even one thoroughbred. No, town. there's twenty of them. <laughs> but, um, but no, I think there's a leadership issue. No, I really do at all levels. Goes back uh, to the chairman, I uh, think, yeah. which goes right back to the culture. Problem. Yeah, it does. That, it leads. That, it develops yeah, the culture. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, or lack of it does. You, you think about what's going on up there. Um, in this case, players, uh, the one team town, a bit like how, how well did they go for the West Coast Eagles, mid 2000s? Mm. Yep. Um, players and ex players treated like rock stars. Just recently, Alan Langer was smuggled into the Caxton Hotel with CCTV cameras turned off in breach of the NRL biosecurity rules. COVID safety plan. Yep. Yep. Um, David, no action taken against David Fafida after ending up in a Bali jail for. Apparently assaulting a guy and then making a payment. I don't know what they call those payments where the Balinese guy's all happy because he's just yeah. got his twenty five grand or whatever it's it is. It's called um, hush money. <laughs> <laughs> and interesting too, from a sense of entitlement and cultural thing, the old players believing that they should be having a much greater influence on the club now. I, yeah, they they ran the agenda against. Seabold. No, oh, definitely. It's interesting. You think about the who's the biggest shareholder again? 
News Corp. Right. So you think about the media that came out about David Fafita. Had that have been a Sydney, let's say it was Latrell Mitchell, how much would the media have been onto that and never let up? When it was David Fafita, after he got back, he went very quiet uh, for a long time. You think about what Wayne Pierce, uh, Wayne Pierce um, Mitchell Pierce copped for giving a dog a cuddle and peeing himself on a lounge. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't didn't yeah. actually do anything wrong. Was it a good look? No, it was terrible. Probably the worst thing he did was take two young rooster players with him. Um, it was Copley and Nicarima, I think, <laughs> after they were told to go home from the function. But what he copped compared to... Yeah, no, there's, um, none of it's good, but it seems to be a bit of a... Between the two, his was a, a, a far heftier punishment for sure. So, do you is didn't there fit a, the crime? Is there another reason why Seabolt didn't work at the Broncos? Yeah, potentially so, so an outsider. Is, is well outsider, yeah, which but therefore doesn't know how to follow the cultural culture. rules. Yeah. Doesn't agree with the culture. Yeah, that's is is there an issue with coaches that come in that haven't played at the top level? That, uh, yes. As far as having the respect of the players, how many games do you have to play at top level? He, oh, play, he not, played. How many games did he play for? He, he played lower grades. How many did he play for the London Broncos? Was it London Broncos? I think he played. Um, he played. I don't know. He 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 played. But how many? You know what I mean? Like Trent, Trent is, there a, is there a, a like? And I go back to Brendan Bolton, and yeah. you look at the reasons, and he, you know he he put the presentation together and. Yeah, you know, the the board signed off on it and said, "Yeah, he's a great coach, and he's going to lead us into the lead us into the future." And three years in, he was he was gone. Mm. Um, nice it, guy. Yep. No, no, no. Yeah, a, a teacher. Yeah. Is there an element of do you gain the respect of the players if you have not played at the top level? Is it potentially some of that? Adam O'Brien, Trent Robinson, who's regarded They've as one played. of the best. I, I think it comes down to who you've got around you and who's supporting you as well. Uh, no, I'll tell you Axel's point, though. If you, it depends on the club and all that. But if you if you are in charge of a team and you can't get their respect, and you get a respect many ways, not just you don't have play, to play, but you do earn it quicker if you're an ex-player. If Kevin Walters have less trouble than Seabold. Yeah, that, that's where Seabold need to have a team around him. Say you've got a, a bloody Glenn Lazarus and a Darren Lockyer, and Darren Lockyer would have been supporting. By the him. way, just on Darren Lockyer, yeah. they pay. This is declared in their half yearly statement, uh, the annual six monthly review. Yeah. It says that they paid him a consultancy fee, even though he's a board member. Yeah, no, they eighty thousand dollars per annum on what? On leadership development. Yep. Wow. So how's that going? Well. That's that's the issue. I, I mean, was Seabold or anyone else from outside the Broncos system doomed to failure because they were going to be white-handed by ex-players? Current and, players. Yep. And see, the current players, that's... I, I, in some ways, if they believed in Seabold, and they obviously did 12 months earlier, stick the course. I, I think they supported him as long as they possibly could. It was... It's going to become a, it's going to become really really bad. Yeah, it's, but it's, sometimes it's got to to blow it up. Yeah, it's interesting. You look at the other team in Brisbane, which is the Lions. Here you go, Seabold. Fourteen games for the Raiders. Yeah, I knew. Fifty fifty five for the London Broncos. Yeah, well, there you so go. he played at the top. I level. did. Yeah. Okay. 
There you go. Sorry, Kel. And he was really well-schooled too. He went overseas, did a lot of study work. I look at the Crosstown Code, um, the Lions, the other team up there. So Fagan, yep. similar type boat, had a team down go, the, virtually down at the bottom. No, he didn't. Yeah, that's didn't yeah, play. Yeah, yep. um, but what he and, and look at where they're sitting. They're in the second or third. I can't remember. Look where are. Hawthorne are since he's gone. Yeah. So what did he do differently? So he's he's gone up there. What he actually did was brought a couple of Luke very Hodge. senior, experienced players with him. And so I wonder whether Seabolt's time might have been different. Let's say he he brought the Burgess brothers or whatever or with a, him. A pet oh, that could definitely, definitely. That's it, yeah, definitely. And that's definitely. why when you know, um, say Barrett Barrett's going to the Dogs. First thing he's going to do, well, he's already said it. Get rid of the coaching stuff because I'm going to bring my own crew. <laughs> but he's also he getting rid of signed Black Green. Yeah. I know. Got rid of foreign. I know. Black I can't Green. believe so it. So who did see? I mean, why would this buy a 33 year old that is not? He's been an okay player for the Warriors, but he's not. He's not going to. He, he wants to start, sign foreign. I just don't get that decision at all. That was a terrible decision. So, so who? I asked the question: If Seabold had a brought his own team with him. Would it have been any different? Yeah. I think he would have. He would have. He brought had his own coaching ch- staff. He, he did definitely. Yep. Yeah, they're, they're all with him. They're, that's his team. Did he sign anyone before he went up there? Or sorry, player after he, Yep. I don't know of any. No, none that I'm aware of. And so, what well, he, he didn't think he had to though. He thought he had a pretty good cry. And, and he, they were, he actually cut yeah, players last not, year. Not from year. that perspective, but more so to get. The buy-in from the rest of the group, and if you've got a couple of senior guys in there, like your Luke Hodge, who, yeah, yeah, no. you know, he's your lieutenant out on the field, and yeah. he's the guy that spreads the message through the team. Mm. And those guys are really important. Um, Seabold obviously didn't have anyone. Um, yeah, and Wayne Bennett, why, I reckon that's part of the reason he takes Darius with him everywhere he goes as well. He's spread the word through the team, potentially. This is how Wayne works. This and he'll is what have, he does. Yeah, this exactly. Is what he, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So but you hadn't had a chance to build that though. Like Subo was only at South a short period of time, had success, and then left. Yeah, so he never took anyone with him. Yep, you know he really needed some players. If like he had say. the Burgess boys yeah. up there, yeah, um, it may have been a bit different. I mean, Someone so that had his back in the dressing so where do room. they go from here? I mean, so I think there needs to be a review of their actual structure. Their, their well, board the, even, the, but coaching's the big one, right? They got two ways to go. I reckon they can fix, fix themselves up culturally. Well, they have to do that, no matter who they employ or, in the coaching Or do role. they just revert to what they had? Well, Kevy Walters will come no, in. I mean, if they bring Kevy in, he will smooth everything over. The ex-players, in a will, point of view. The yep, ex, yep. ex-players will be happy yep. and they'll be back contending. Well, what if they're not winning? They'll be back contending within a couple of years. I'm not they got the, they got the players did and um, uh, Carrigan had a blinder. Last night, um, he's a good player. There's some really good young players there. The, the problem for them is, will they be just burnt? Like, will they be damaged goods by the time they become successful? Well, they've but got access to a hell of a lot of juniors, haven't they? Up there, they they do. Yeah, that's they'll, they'll be back, and they've got the money. Yeah. So on that, you've got the Gold Coast who are making dense about possibly taking Cameron Smith now at a hooker, which as well as David Fafita, and they've just signed their coach for four years. Banking that he's really showing enough now, which was almost laughable when you look at what's happening with Seabold. They then signed him. He's won less games this year than Seabold, 
I think. Huh? Or there's many games. No. There's only one four. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> last night was four. They're, they're, they're the best um, Queensland team. Have been for a while. Actually, yeah, in front of the Cowboys. While we're, while we're looking for the draw of the table. Um, they're in front of the... How many games have they won? They've won oh, five games. Right. Well, yes, it was four games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so they've won one... Okay, he won one game more. He's only been coaching for one year. This is Justin Holbrook. Seabold two years and he only won three games this year. One game... At that stage, one game less. And they gave Holbrook a four-year contract. Yeah, look... Have a look at the sport. Why would you do that? Well, you've got Meninga sitting there and Holbrook obviously gets on well with Meninga, so that carries some gravitas. And that's exactly what you were talking about before by having someone like Meninga saying, boys, listen to Andrew. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or it could have been very, very different. But I just wonder, though, why are they signing these guys for four years? Well, the... The Con- t- contract doesn't the mean Titans, anything, no. <laughs> throw no. them out anyway. But the Titans could be a two by two. We don't really know. The Titans have had a chance to have a good look at Holbrook because he's been at their club. Yeah, he's played. It's not like the Broncos. Games. The Broncos when they bought um, Seabold from South. It's it's a bit different when you've worked with the guy for twelve months. Who else? So Kevy interviewed for that job, correct? That, the Broncos one. He was promised the job. Who didn't? Um, was it Cha- chairman didn't. Um, no, it was CEO, wasn't it? Paul White. It was Paul White didn't show up for their interview. Yeah. Mm. But so the, they, they, they could bring Kev in and they'll be successful very quickly. So there's a number of times. But they'll be back to where they were. A and this of, will happen again. There's a number of time, clubs that have um, not signed Kevin Walters for a number of interviews. I wonder if they know something we don't. You know, Is he going to struggle with a team not perform- that's not stacked? You know, like Queensland team. Compared to a club team, for example. Well, you, you look at what Freddie's done with New South Wales compared to what Freddie did with the Roosters. Yeah, but the first year is that the Roosters had to go. Yeah, he went, he went all right. Yeah. So you just don't know. But then he had to go. Bad year the, 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 yeah. You just yeah. don't know. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how. I mean, Kevy at least has done it at, at Queensland level. He's had the, the media exposure, which is obviously pretty big in that role up there. In His Brisbane. personality will help with the media, personality will help with the players, personality. Will help all that stuff with the thoroughbreds, with the the, the people in the background. Yep. The question is whether or not he can coach. Mm. That's really what it comes down to. Whoever he brings in there, they want to be strong individual leaders. But if you're able to have talent that other people can't have because of the other benefits that may or may not exist by being a Bronco, <laughs> yeah, yeah, then does Kevy have to be able to coach that well? Well, maybe, yeah, eventually will. At some stage, you've got to be able to coach. You can't just turn up and hope that the player's going to get you there. The other thing is that you're going to have uh, another team in the in the NRL, if Peter Valandis is correct, from Queensland. Yeah, it's interesting. Ex, uh, ex-chairman of the... the um, Based. Thoroughbreds was leaving. Uh, in um, Redcliffe. No. Oh, Redcliffe, yeah, Redcliffe was Which is up there. Brisbane. This is the, the Firebirds. Yep. Sorry to say that for ring. <laughs> so, no, but yeah, so there'll be more competition up there. I, I was just thinking that, that, about their financials. That, that's why they need to make a big change now because mm. that they can they can go back to the old ways and they'll be successful, but there'll be no real meaningful change. They can they make some real changes. So what's this? Let's go through the steps. What are they? So let's start. Are they going to change anything at a board level? That's what they need. They need to blow up the board. Why? 
the board. Is they overseeing all this? Yeah, the board. Have yeah, missed. I don't think they've had a strong board no, through this whole period. They've missed major. I mean, given Seabold a five plus. So they're one, a new board. Shouldn't they be given one. time? New board. They haven't been there that long. Oh, poor White's been there ten years. Yeah, but he's going now. So. He's definitely going. By the way. Um, yeah, he already said he's tipped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon Ben Icke would be good for him. Maybe Roy Masters has put his head <laughs> <up> after <laughs> no, those comments. He's older than Donald Trump. <laughs> ben Icke would be good because it would mean Bennett wouldn't come anywhere near the club. He'd be taking pot shots like nothing. But They're related. <laughs> he's married to his daughter. Yeah, I don't believe they get on that well, though. Oh, he talks about him fondly. I can you know. watch 360? Yeah. He says, it as, uh, poor, says it's real. Poor Wendy. If you think that's fond. <laughs> <laughs> No, you no, yeah, we'll, we'll have carry on next week. Well, there, there was um, there was all sorts of talks about some yeah, there was a form out there for a while. When, um, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so they've mismatched the board of mismatched. All right, so we change the board level. What about the coaching level? Uh, CEO gone? Yeah, absolutely. Ben Iken for CEO. Then yeah, who's the coach going to be? Um, or coach? So let's we pretty much said Kevin Walters. Who's he have to bring yeah. in around him? No, no. I, I, um, huh? Well, Anthony hey, Griffin. Who are you bringing in first? You bring in the the board and CEO. Yep. The uh, the chairman and the CEO have to be people. Early. But they can't wait that long. The coach will be first. It will be because they have to make sure that the players they need to get there or keep there stay. Or well, who's well? So, Who's going to throw the board? It's the shareholders, and the shareholders are News Corp. They won't for another six months. So. Oh, the, News Corp wanted to find someone. Oh, uh, yeah, if they want Impeccable to. integrity. Yeah. You want two people of impeccable integrity who are going to drive some real accountability, Change. transparency, um, honesty into the, into the place. And then you're going to have to have a coach that sits with those values as well. Yeah. Because if you've got a board or a board and a CEO trying to drive some real cultural change, if the coach is not on the board coaches, with that, yeah. you you got a mess. Yeah. So if they, they do that, yeah. that, they'll create an environment where they can be successful in any environment, whether it's a second team in Brisbane or another pandemic or whatever, that they'll have good cultural values in place. Mm. Or they can go back to what they are and keep trying to keep that second team out of Brisbane. Mm, it'll yeah. be interesting. Oh, I think the latter is probably going to happen, Kel, to be honest. They'll keep going along so the same I, path I, I, and they'll sign Kevy and it's either going to work or it's not. And yeah. and it'll Well, it, you know, it comes down to any any club, any any sport, if you start winning, all the culture seems to change pretty quick. Yep. Yeah, but does it? Well the negativity does. Yeah, it it does diminishes. It. Yeah. But it can be an underlying Issue there. I think Kevy will make he'll make some roster changes. He has to. Who, who does he quickly well, avoid? Kevy quickly will be avoid. successful. Darius they will go down the Kevy path, and he'll be successful. And I love Kevy. I reckon he seems like a really nice, honest guy. Do you let Milford go? The same. I would. Let him go where? Who cares? I wouldn't let any Bronco go out in public the way they carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Boyd retires, right? Boyd retires. Yeah. Milford, I let Boyd, go. What do you mean, Boyd retired? He has retired. Oh, he's already mm-hmm. finished, is he? Finishing up. He didn't tackle he, last time. Last <laughs> night? No. He's just showing up. Well, he's retiring very mil. soon. A few like, weeks early, maybe. One of the journos tweeted he's phoning in the end of his career. I would let Croft go. Yep, Croft, Milford. Yep, Boyd, of course. And I'd probably 
They're saying they're keeping Alex Glenn. I'd probably let him go as well. I'd, I'd pass it. Yeah, I'd keep him around just for a bit of leadership around the club. Pangai, stay or go? Go. Yeah, I'd say see you later. So who do they sign? No one. No one. Just bring the bring the young kids in. Yep. yep. The um, Payne Haas, Katoni Stags, two you've got to keep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Matt Lodge. See that again. Sense of entitlement. Maybe let him. Go, maybe let him go too. I mean, what was Seabold thinking when he thought Matt Lodge be would, captain would be an acceptable captain to the public? Yeah, but in, I, and I oh, don't get me yeah. wrong. Uh, he spoke paid, very well. Yeah, I, he speaks. He speaks really yeah. well, and he, and he might be a nice guy. He might be contrite now. Yeah, and who? But he made a bad mistake, mm. and a really bad one. Yeah, very bad. You talk um, about the no fault rule. Yeah. Why wasn't he one? Didn't Correct. exist then. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. So was it that wasn't popular? Was he a popular player amongst the players? I think he is a bit of a leader in terms. Yeah. Okay. But well, that's but obviously why he got the gift. But, at, but at then, the, at, how well is that going? Yeah. Not that well. Well, <laughs> he, he he didn't get the gig in the end. No. It was media. He he declined. The, but that's you just can't. Your captain's got to be something more. Do you know who the other captain is? Do you know who the captains are? Brody Croft and Carrigan. And Carrigan, both of them. Well, Croft was on the fringes of first grade at Melbourne. On the other, Carrigan's twenty-two. Carrigan's twenty-two. And he was a good young player. Great. They they keep paying Haas, Katani Stags, Carrigan, Dearden, Turpin. um, They need another five-eight, and probably. And I think Asako can play fullback with the right coach. Yep, he's quick. He's strong. He's yeah. He's he's got the attributes. Yeah, they're they're, they're fine. I, I'd, I'd but I'd let um, Pangai go. Yeah, which um, is a big strike on the back of Fafita. So you lost both of them now. Yeah, but are, are you trying to tidy the joint up? I mean, the true thing is, if you were the coach, you'd want to go and then find out where all these problems are in the players' ranks. Who's been not behaving that we don't because we don't ever get told all of them, right? I would just let all of them go, if he could. Yeah, but then you got your bloody assistant coach getting smuggled yeah, into the Caxton Hotel. I'd be starting all over with them as well. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't keep any of them. So like Barrett did. So I think they should have the AFL Grand Final up in Brisbane, have a packed house, and uh, yeah, maybe half of the supporter base of the Broncos might be <laughs> Lions uh, supporters. Uh, well, I bet you most of the players will be there if they're on the grog. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that wraps us up, pretty much, boys. We've. Uh, Analyse the Broncos well enough. We're up to the point where we have to, uh, or Kel does, put a weekly wager forward. So oh who no. are you going to oh put no. our fifty, our hard-earned fifty on? Oh no, we're going a multi or long shots. Multi pick long shots. Yeah. Penrith over the Tigers. Yeah, that's real long. Melbourne one dollar twenty. Melbourne over Manly at one dollar sixteen. That's up on the Sunshine Coast and. Uh, Canberra over the dogs. Canberra over the dogs at one twelve. Yes. Massive investment. Six dollars twenty for the dogs. If you change that last one, <laughs> I got. I got to get my pants on. I've gone the favourites. Uh, yeah. uh, very good. All right, gents. That was another great episode. It was really good to look into them. And I promise next week we're going to look at the grassroots and the cost of COVID uh, from the grassroots to the pros and what are the long term impacts. Sound like a good topic as well, right? Yep, good one. There's plenty to talk about on that. 
Thanks for listening to Three Grams in a Mic podcast. Don't forget to connect with them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.